0: hello
1: everyone welcome back to another episode of millennialism with me adam and
0: me katie
1: all right yeah good i was waiting for you to fill in uh you're back <laughs> this week i was uh I, was, I had the privilege of talking to john last week but it's, it's nice to have you back
0: thank you i was envious that you got to speak to him you know that i love talking to john with this is great Irish time, accent.
1: His time is very precious. So it is it is an <laughs> honor and a privilege to talk to him. Um, but yeah, what's Shout what's out
0: good- to John. <laughs> hey, <laughs> always. John. <laughs> always. Uh
1: what's what's new with you? What's going on with your with your job and everything? I know you've been you've had a lot on
0: your plate. Work is pretty busy right now. Um, coming into Q four after a pretty successful Q three given everything that's going on in the world. So You know, lots to do before the end of the year. It seems to always be the way um, in my industry. So pretty busy on my end. And you've been pretty busy over there, too, with all of your different things that you're getting up to. Yeah,
1: I I do whatever I have to in order to survive and put food food (laughs) on the table. So uh,
0: (laughs) make sure you can afford that ramen.
1: Exactly. Um, So, yeah, right now I'm working as a tennis coach, like 60 percent, 70 percent. And I also work as a teacher. Uh, I I'm a like I'm a decent teacher for Swedish kids in like English or Swedish languages basically. But uh, they gave me math and uh, sciences, uh, like natural science. Uh, so I teach like biology. Last week I had three lectures on genetics for ninth graders, um, wow. and I get I get the planning like five minutes before I do it. So I really gotta gotta dig deep in order to teach those kids anything go
0: back in your archives of your brain to when you were in ninth grade getting taught about genetics
1: yeah sometimes i surprise myself by the things that i say like someone asked me a question that's about like neutrons or something last week and i actually had an answer and then i looked it up after and i was correct i was like holy shit i had no idea i knew (laughs) that
0: you're giving me a whole new spin on teaching because i feel like when you're a kid you're like oh my gosh these teachers are like beacons of knowledge and they know everything when we're in reality probably all of the teachers are sitting there googling all the answers as the kids are asking them questions
1: actually yeah and it's uh and even with math like i remember you know a lot of the math that i've studied in my life has been so so useful for me not really (laughs) uh i haven't used anything (laughs) i haven't taken a math class since the last year of high school which was five years ago um even more than five years ago now, like almost six, five and a half. Um, and um I, I don't remember anything from high school, but like seventh, eighth and ninth grade math, I'm actually able to help sometimes. Sometimes I don't what know.
0: What do you even do in seventh and eighth and ninth grade in math? Is it like geometry?
1: They do everything. I don't know. I, I don't remember. I, I just jump between different classes. So it seems like I'm doing something different every Every, uh, every class. But um, anyway, um, I would have preferred to teach English or something where, where I could actually be more more helpful um, instead of talking about... I, I, the, I have like my own lecture for the, the genetics class now. Uh, I just like start off by saying like, have anyone seen Black Mirror? <laughs> uh, because I'm ta- I, I've been talking about like um, manipulating genetics. Genetic manipulation, I think that's the correct word. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and uh, I don't know anything about that, but somehow I managed to give lectures, and I've not been fired yet, and the kids actually seem to, you know, somewhat enjoy my classes, so...
0: I'm sure you're the, the most fun teacher. Maybe the not mo- not the most knowledgeable on genetics, but definitely the most fun.
1: Maybe. I'm very relaxed. Like, if, you know, I, I'm pretty tough too because i i get there at like eight in the morning i don't want some kids screaming in my ear so if someone's being annoying i just send them out of the class um firstly this must gives... just
0: be a whole new perspective on what kids are like because yeah. i always feel like i would view teachers and be like you guys suck but now the roles are reversed and you get to be the teacher it must be so enlightening
1: yeah it is and i, I don't know i think most teachers are are probably pretty fun like outside of the classroom uh because now i spend time with them you know having when i have lunch and when i when they sit and like correct Here's papers room. yeah teacher's room and um it, they have like most of them have pretty good taste in music like at the place where i work the school they have all the math teachers they have a huge collection of like vinyl uh that they listen to every morning and they have like breakfast together so it's it's a pretty nice place but uh I'm not going to be there for long. I'm uh, I'm not sure if teaching math and physics is uh, my life's passion. Um,
0: but pretty cool to know that you can do it.
1: Yeah, it's nice. It's nice and, and cool that I know how to manage um, a group of 25 to 30 15-year-old kids. Uh, you
0: can manage 25 to 30 15-year-old kids. You can manage infinite number of adults.
1: Probably, yeah um but anyway i think your job is way more interesting i i like i know i've known for the past few years that you're a strategist but what what do you actually do (laughs) describe (laughs) describe your your you know uh your career from the start
0: well i'll start with what i do now so i'm a brand strategist uh at an agency called red scout right now um and my job is basically to help brands essentially define who they are, what they do, who they want to be talking to and kind of like map the direction of the future of their business. Be that through like a new business pivot in terms of like a new innovation stream. It could be like broadening um, who they're trying to appeal to or where they're selling. Um, It kind of like is on the border line between like marketing and business strategy. Um, It's a pretty interesting world to exist in because you're kind of you're getting to be a little bit creative because a lot of the work that we're doing is like copywriting and trying to articulate what a brand stands for, what they do in the world, um, which, you know, is a creative exercise. But at the same time, I get to flex my strategic muscles in terms of thinking about, like, you know, what makes sense for the business? Um, what are the interesting opportunities for them? Uh, what are their what are the white spaces that they haven't identified yet? Um, in terms of like what I do on a day-to-day basis, uh, I spend a lot of time in front of my computer um, mixed between you know, internal meetings, client meetings, but the bulk of my time is dedicated to what I like to call quote unquote, doing the work, which is building keynotes, uh, writing copy, thinking about like marketing initiatives. Um, so a lot of like time spent in front of a screen essentially. Uh, minimal email writing, which is great, because I don't love emailing, Uh, heavy on the Slack, though. love a good Slack channel. Um, But my career has kind of pivoted slightly, I would say. Um, I've always kind of been in strategy, but I started from more of an advertising standpoint, and now I'm in more of like the business strategy side correlated definitely related in the same family just like a slightly different discipline Uh, which is pretty cool because I think being a strategist um, is kind of a niche but at the same time is very flexible so you can kind of put the skills to different aspects of business thinking so do you have a very short synopsis of what I do yeah
1: do you have any like role models in the strategy
0: huh I mean, if you look at any amazing CEO, CMO of the world, they are essentially the best business strategists out there. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think as I am becoming slightly more repelled by capitalism, I can see the flaws in those people. So I wouldn't necessarily say that they're role models.
1: Um,
0: But I think... I have personal role models who I look up to that are more so my friends. Um, like, very some of my closest friends here are people that I've met through the strategy discipline, you know, women who are excelling and brilliant and amazing and making their own brands and doing really cool things. Um, so, I would say the pers- people in my personal sphere are more of my role models than big names out in the world.
1: That's very nice. I know you're talking about me, so thank
0: you. <laughs> yes, that was, that was all for you, Adam.
1: But I mean, you are 26 years old right now. You've been working in like marketing and or strategy for the past like five years or so. So since you were about yeah. 21, 22, mm-hmm. that's like for a lot of people like that's that's the dream. Being able to live and work in New York especially and work, especially in like Manhattan and, and the area where you work. Um, what, what's your experience been like throughout those four years? Can you just name like some, maybe some weird stuff that has happened, some really fun stuff? Just well, let us live yeah. through you.
0: <laughs> I would say the greatest weird thing about my whole career is the fact that I kind of like fell into strategy to some degree. Um, I originally wanted to go to art school, ended up going to business school. Uh, didn't really know why I was going to business school. I just was kind of like, eh, kind of like economics. I feel like this is a general area I could be interested in. Um, after going to college in New Zealand, hopped on over to New York, um, where my boyfriend at the time was working as an intern at an advertising agency. And I happened to go to a happy hour with him one day. I like sat down next to this guy, started talking to him and was like, so what do you do? Um, his name was Rob and he was a strategist and I was asking him, you know, what he does on a day-to-day basis, like why he likes his job, et cetera. And like everything he said, I was just like, Whoa, like I love everything he's saying. He was like talking about the balance between like logistical mind, creative mind. He was talking about, you know, like paving the way for great creative execution and like all of these like really fun things. And he also worked in social media, which, you know, I was young. I was like, I know social media. This is great. Um, mm-hmm. So I basically said to him, "Yo, can you give me an internship?" And he was like, "Well, you got to go through the interview process, but I'll interview you." And I did the interview, and he said I could be his intern, and I did that for three or four months, and I got offered a job as a junior strategist at that agency, and I decided to stay and. Kind of since then, it's just been a steady progression through the strategy hierarchy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that I think that was kind of like the coolest thing that was just, I just kind of happened to fall into this thing that I really liked without mm-hmm. truly knowing what it was um, until I was in it, which I think is, you know, a little bit of a fairy tale that a lot of people hope will happen to them when they come out of college. So I consider myself very lucky in that regard and shout out to sam uh my boyfriend at the time because he was definitely the plug for that one yeah
1: and now nothing stands in your way and your career is headed for the stars (laughs) that's amazing yeah no (laughs) that's that's the way i look at you anyway
0: oh thanks
1: what what made you choose uh to go to business school instead of art school
0: um Well, I was a little bit egotistical when I was a teenager, and I was like, if I'm going to go to art school, I'm going to go to the best art school in England. So I only applied to one. And while I love creating things, I didn't necessarily have the discipline that it takes to go to art school, Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't get in. And I kind of took a hard look at myself and thought, you know, maybe I'm not born to be An artist, but I feel like there's creativity in other areas. And I just want to be, I just want to be like broad in my skill set. I just felt Mm. like, you know, business school, like everybody gets a business degree. People get jobs with business degrees, right? So, like, that's what I should do. Um, And my boyfriend at the time also was doing business, but he was doing marketing and I was doing economics. So we were like in the same general vicinity of each other, but not the same thing. So, but, did
1: your did your like career aspirations? I know you said you just kind of fell into strategy, but did your career aspirations change when you went to business school instead of art school?
0: I think so, to some degree, because I felt I think I felt like the idea of having a more classical like uh, job maybe was more in my mind because I felt like well, I didn't really know what art school was going to lead to anyway, so it wasn't that of mind for me mm-hmm. but coming out of business school i was like oh i can just have a nine-to-five job and maybe that's like the the world the life i'm gonna live yeah which turns out is accurate
1: <laughs> yeah well how do you think because i know that i'm like just you know i, I it, not to give any shit to my my co- my teacher colleagues or my the kids that i teach at the tennis club or you, or the adults but it's not a job that I want to keep doing forever. And I can say this like here, even if they listen, because I've told it to them as well. <laughs> I've said it the same thing to them. But so I'm like just like getting my career kind of started. Uh, I got my career started started like eight months ago in New York, but then everything went to shit. So um, came back here and had to start over. But anyway, like you know, I, I think it's still like something and I think it's something that everyone's trying to figure out. There's just like what they want to do, because um, I don't know, for me, at least like I had the kind of perspective I have now and what I want to do is so different than even just like a few years ago. And especially mm-hmm. when you were a kid, I mean, you didn't know any better, so it's not it's not wrong. But um but how do you think we should like start? Or how do you think we can start figuring out, like what area we want to work in? Or because I mean, you know, a lot of kids grow up dreaming of becoming—it's so cliche—but like astronauts or doctors or or professional like athletes or or whatever. Um, mm. I'm not sure. Even though you have like a super cool job well-paying job in new york it's not necessarily something you dream of when you're 12 like i'm gonna be a strategist in new york mom yeah (laughs) Uh,
0: because
1: because you don't know that it exists um yeah but how do you think we can start like if if you're confused about like where you want to go in your career how can you start narrowing down your options
0: well adam what did you want to be when you grew up
1: i want to be an astronaut (laughs) did you really no no um (laughs) When I was a kid, I can't remember like when I when I was really young. I, first I wanted to be a golf pro because I really loved Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. Um and then I didn't like after a few years I didn't like golf that much and then I I was playing a lot of tennis so I wanted to be a tennis pro. And I wanted to be a tennis pro probably until I was like um 15, from like the age 12, no, 10, 11 to like 15. Um and also before that, I had a really cool teacher in second grade, I think, or first or second or third grade. Um, her name was Paula, uh, and she was, an, she was actually an artist like when she wasn't teaching. I, I think she was teaching uh, Swedish or something like that. I can't actually remember. Um, but she was a painter and um, she kind of inspired me to start painting on my own. So I actually also had uh, aspirations of becoming an artist and I went to art school for a little bit, like when I was a kid, like on, on my own time. Um, so, you know, I learned how to draw some flowers in a vase and all that <laughs> stuff. Um, but it, I, don't, and I still like it. I mean, I even took some art classes in college, but I don't want to become a painter. Um, and then, I don't know, when I was like 15 or when I was in like ninth grade or first grade of high school. I kind of let go of my dreams of becoming a tennis pro because I realized that it was already too late and I was I was nowhere near good enough to even have a chance. Um, so I had to rethink my options. And I know that at that point, this was uh, like 10 years ago, I really wanted to become something and do something that would like change the world. I had this phase when, where I when I like after I read um, the Steve Jobs his autobiography and I was like wow I want to do something to change the world mm-hmm. um, and I mean it would obviously it would still be cool to do something like really great that would have a, a like global impact but it's not something that I dream of and it's not something I aspire to if, if I do I, hopefully I just do something very nice or I'm just like a nice enough person that people in my surrounding like I make their lives a little bit better, um, yeah. but it's I I don't I don't know I don't really dream of changing the world anymore in that way. Um, if it happens, it happens, but it's not something I aspire to. I don't go around thinking about what I could invent that will have the same impact as the invention of the iPhone, for example. Mm. Um, and that's probably very healthy. Uh, <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah, um, you know, I don't want to become an Elon Musk or a Steve Jobs figure. And um, yeah, I must sound like so ridiculous talking about this. Anyway, so, um, I feel but, like it's
0: very healthy when you're 16 year sixteen years old to have these grand aspirations. Yeah. Um, and I think it's better for kids to dream big than to dream too small.
1: Exactly. Um, but so I do think that
0: we'll, we'll, when life you grow older... breaks
1: us down anyway, so...
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We all become by the time that we're 22 and then we decide oh there's no point trying anyway
1: <laughs> exactly i'm just gonna become a teacher
0: <laughs> but no no shade at the teachers because the teachers we need the teachers we love yeah, the teachers. i'm
1: kidding i'm kidding, Teaching Teaching is is kidding. Great. <laughs> I'm, ju- I'm just talking for myself because you shouldn't be a teacher and become a teacher unless you want to teach and i don't really want to do that at this point in my life i could see myself yeah. doing it in like if I have a successful career and I could see myself getting back to teaching like at a university level or something in 30 years, maybe. Um, But not right now. Um, So no shade to teachers. Just um, this is just for me personally. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and then I set the when I was like 16, started high school. I set the goal of going to college in the US and playing tennis there. So I wasn't really that focused on like, I can't really remember what I was thinking like for my career when I was like sixteen I just knew that I wanted to have like my own company because so many people in my family have uh, are like entrepreneurs and have their own companies and and um, they seemed to be pretty successful at that point some things have changed but uh but it just looked very I don't know, I like the idea of working for myself um so I really wanted to start my own company and I was also very interested ever since I was a kid. Well I've started with art and painting and um, uh, then I really loved like film and cinema and movies. Um, so I started actually working for a friend of the family like his company. I made like some short videos for them. So I started my own company at 17 and just started doing that for them. Um, So at that point I was like, I'm going to become a filmmaker. Um, And that's been kind of my focus for the past few years. Only in the last, I would say, year and a half or something has that changed a bit. Because I I did, I got a film minor in college and um, Mm. it was really cool. I enjoyed a lot of those classes. And um, I was as like... I asked you I was trying to narrow down kind of what I wanted to do and I I made up this list and I was like well um one of the questions to like help me along the way was what are what are you obsessed with on your free time mm. and um you know a quick look on my like YouTube search history reveals that I uh go into every tiny detail about movies new movies that I've seen or even old movies just like you know fan theories and like behind the scenes how did they make this why did they do that what was the intention behind this and all that stuff so i've been very into films and like storytelling for the past few years and then i graduated college and it was finally time to figure out exactly what i wanted to do last year and all the jobs that i was applying for was like um you know related to social media or media like um Mm -hmm. you know producing media and um, I had already like a year and a half, so this was about a year ago, but a few months before that, I had really started questioning if that was what I wanted to do, uh, because it seemed like everyone was working in social media. I was like, and I was like, I'm not sure if if I want to commit my career to that, to just like, you know, um, growing like a an Instagram page for a business, um, but at the same time, just because you work in that business or with social media or whatever, you can still do it for like a, a company with a good cause. And uh, I think that became more, has become more and more important to me in the past few years. Like it doesn't, for me it's not, it doesn't feel as important anymore to do something that I dreamt of doing as a kid, uh, but more about like doing something that's good. and. um that's like valuable for other people and uh, that's useful in a good way. Yeah, Um, I kind of lost my train of thought about that filmmaking thing. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) uh, Anyway, I so I graduated college and I started I I got an internship in New York where you are now uh, at a production studio and I was only there for a very short time, like just a few weeks, really. Um, And I was only a part of like two projects, but I got there and it was this super cool production studio like they made um, music videos for Beyonce and uh, Kanye West and like the biggest name in music in the world today Um, and it was really cool being there and like being behind the scenes and everything but at the same time it didn't feel like creative because I was at the bottom of the like the bottom of the ladder and um I met other people that were also at the bottom but they were like a few years older than me most of them and they had been at the bottom for years and years just like fetching coffee and just you know getting things for the, the people who actually make the stuff make the movies and make the make the videos and I was like well I can't see myself doing this I feel like I'm too good to do this for for years and years only to have like get a shot at directing like a commercial or music video or whatever so i think my career aspirations have really changed in the past 10 months or so Uh, i'm not exactly sure where i will land but um we'll see um yeah well i I think the
0: thing i like about your story is kind of coming back to the original question that you were asking around, how do you start to narrow down your options in terms of what you should do? And what you were saying about like, just looking at what you're obsessed with and kind of running with that, I think is kind of the essence of it is like, if you find yourself really like being obsessed with movies, then maybe you should go into movies. If you are really obsessed with animals, maybe you should do something with animals. Et cetera etc um, yeah. and I feel like when I feel like you can't leave the responsibility on the shoulders of because kids have such a limited view of the world and they don't truly know the breadth of what's available to them so I really think it's up to the parents to kind of look at their kid and be like what does my kid enjoy doing like what can I independently explore for them like if your kid is really artistic like educate yourself about what the arts what the opportunity in the arts really are, because I know that I never heard of like graphic design when I was in school. I'd never heard of like, I don't think I'd even really thought about the fact that people make films and that there's Mm -hmm. people out there whose entire job is dedicated to just making movies. My school was very much so like you become a doctor, a lawyer or a businessman, and that's kind of all that's available to you. And you're probably gonna go to an Ivy league school and, you know be wildly successful but that was not a mold that I really fit into. Yeah. So I wish when I was a kid that somebody had, you know, told me that you don't need to become a fine artist if you go to art school. For example, there mm-hmm. are so many other things and so many other paths that that can lead you down. Yeah. Um because I think that, you know, we like to believe that there are or parents lead us to believe sometimes that there's way fewer options than are truly available to kids um so if i ever had a kid i would definitely try to you know look at them see what they like um and show them that there are so many options and you can do something that you really love and make money at the same time
1: katie hanaby the world's leading logo designer
0: (laughs) i could have been maybe yeah not anymore but yeah
1: i think i think another helpful thing that it was actually my mom that gave me this advice a couple of years ago, but it's it stuck with me. Um, she told me that it's, you know, um, as I said, either you could just look at what you're obsessed with and, and try to do that. Or I think another more even more helpful and better thing is to ask yourself to design your life. Like what, how do you want your life to look like and build your career after what you want your life to be rather than the other way around? Um, yeah, so, so many uh,
0: people's lifestyles are dictated by their jobs as opposed to finding a job that is dictated by the kind of lifestyle they want to live, which exactly. I think is a really new way of thinking about things, especially when we're living in, like, the gig economy and, like, this ability to have remote work, for example, mm-hmm. um, it's really changing the nature of what work can be. So mm. somebody that loves to travel, you can make it work. You can find jobs that you can do and allow you to be a nomad or if you're somebody that only wants to work part-time like you can find gigs that allow you to do that which I think is super cool um yeah. entirely my way of thinking about you know which is more important the, yeah. the career or the lifestyle
1: yeah no and, and that's why I've been like getting away from from the idea of becoming like a filmmaker unless I could still see myself doing something more like documentary work because it seems like yeah more Freedom and like creative freedom, but also just like geographical freedom because I realized that if if you work in films like there's No way you can just like leave town for a while or or you can't do that remotely Like you could write a movie on your own, but if you're working on a movie like on a movie set like it's the You're you're stuck like you can't go anywhere yeah. um, and I value that kind of dictating my own time more than um, a lot higher than that I want to be able to have more power over how I spend the hours in my day um, so I do
0: think that's a really cool exercise to do of like what are my values and how can my career kind of feed into those in a meaningful way and I think yeah. that you start doing that as a kid even like I think a lot of kids are displaying um, what some of their fundamental values are like kids that are really independent, maybe really value their freedom and their ability to think on their own. And maybe they would be the kind of people that would be better as their own boss. And yeah, I think there's things that we can do earlier in people's lives to help them kind of find a path that is more suited to them. And is not just like the stereotypical path that most people will end up taking.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, because most jobs, like very few people are that lucky that they have that like a job they they wake up every day, or most days, and are super excited about. It. They love what they're doing. Like, that's not most people, I think. But if you have, at least in my like naive mind, if you have a um, job that's designed around the life you want to live, sometimes it's not possible like hundred percent. But if you get, if you have, you know, your job suits your life, you know, seventy percent of what you want it to, at least all the time that you're off or your life will be even though you may not enjoy your job that much uh you will at least have the life you want Uh, you can can you rephrase that for me what what I just said like you you know if you even if you have a job that you don't really love if it's designed around the way you want to live your life like you're probably going to be pretty happy
0: well I think it's about creating the flexibility to live the life you want to live No matter what work circumstance you're in. But I do think that that is a privileged point of view to come from because there are people that obviously have to work a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's that's like my situation.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's my situation right now. Like, I'm not, my job is dictating every minute of my day, basically, besides the last two hours of my day when I get to come home and have dinner and do a podcast. Um, So uh, I think, I think I have a right to, to talk about it because I, I, that's this is like not me talking from a point of view where I've succeeded and I'm giving advice to someone like you know, uh, who's still struggling with that. Like, that's that's what I want to aspire to now. I want to have a job that that allows me to live the life that I want to, like outside of work. Um, so that's just like what I hope for myself. So it's me giving myself ad- advice right now, it's like inception. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you're incepting your own brain with what you want to manifest for the future.
1: Precisely. Um, Well,
0: I think what you were saying about just evaluating your priorities and trying to find a career path that allows you to do the things you want to do is the most important thing. And that takes a but I think also the understanding the expectation that that takes a lot of time. Um, And, you know, as with any career, you got to start somewhere and the bottom isn't always the best. And it gets better with time. And the further, the more you do the thing that you love, and the more recognition you get for doing that thing, the more freedom it allows you to have. Um, So I think that, you know, what you're doing is admirable. And it's what a lot of people have to go through. And it's only up from here.
1: Hopefully. I've said that before. (laughs) It
0: can't get can't get worse. Can't get worse from here 2020 wise. So I have faith for the future.
1: Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Um, Well, yeah, thanks for thanks for sharing your advice. We also have we also like made a podcast before this podcast. But that was more of like a therapy session. Um, So we've we've been like talking. We should
0: definitely record the preambles to our recordings. because I feel like there's a lot of good tidbits in there too. It's
1: it's better than the actual podcast, Katie. (laughs) It's way way more, it's it's like more honest and open and vulnerable. Definitely very intimate. Uh, Yeah, but it's, uh, I'm not ready for the public to know. (laughs) One day. Yeah, we'll maybe, probably not. Um, anything else? Uh, did you get any tattoos this past week?
0: No, Nothing no, I didn't. That. I can't say that I'm not thinking about it.
1: Yeah, definitely another about one it on the too. horizon. Yeah, me too. ready, yeah.
0: ready for no more dose?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, but I'm, I'm not sure. Let me know when which... you
0: have some design ideas. I'll, I'll yeah. give you my input.
1: <laughs> always, always scouting. Um, yeah. Um, well, anyway, that's been it for this episode this week we talked a lot about our career aspirations and goals and our stories of how we came to where we are um, yeah I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did please share it with your friends family uh, or if you hated it share it with someone you don't like make force them <laughs> to listen to this and don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen and uh, tune in next week for another, another exciting episode anything to add Katie? Nope, you rounded it out pretty well And
0: looking forward to next week Thanks Katie, okay. talk to you soon Bye. Bye When I was a boy I learned to play Fire into the night And drift away Don't wanna work On the milk or the bread Just wanna play my guitar And stay a boy I had a dream